0: Hi, I'm Simon Thiexton, and welcome to the Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. The way the global obsession with the crime genre continues to grow year on year is simply astonishing, and this year's longlist proves the remarkable talent on offer in crime writing, from legends of the craft to eager-eyed newcomers. The shortlist is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our longlisted authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm gonna have a glass of Old Peculiar because they say an Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. I'll tell you why if you come to the festival in July. Good health. Hello, I'm Joe Haddow, and this is our series of interviews with The Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award longlistees. produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Theakston's Old Peculiar. What a lovely drop. Today I'm joined by author, playwright, and chair of this year's festival, Denise Minor. Hello, welcome to you. Hello, it's lovely to be here, I'm very surprised. Well, it's lovely to see you. We love to see you in your lovely kitchen. All we'll relaxed there. Uh, it looks very tidy. It looks very tidy. <laughs> Everything's um, over there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do as well. I'm not turning this round. You don't, you don't want to see what's on the other side. <laughs> uh it's so lovely to to see you, to be back in touch, because uh it's been a been a little bit of a while now. And um, I should say congratulations, shouldn't I, on being long listed? Um oh. this is this is a a, a big moment and The Less Dead is the book we're talking about, of course. It's your new thriller about identity, about the value of life. Perhaps you could uh, start by setting this story up for us.
1: Well, it starts with a doctor who has gone to an adoption agency to get in touch with, to make contact with her birth family, which is an experience a few members of my family are adopted and have been through that. And uh, what she discovers is that her mother was one of a series of sex workers who were murdered in Glasgow in the 80s. Now, these are based on actual cases. So um, uh, really what I wanted to look at was the concept of the less dead and why street sex workers are regarded as less important than a vicar's daughter or something like that, and it's something that we in crime fiction do talk about. A law is the perfect victim, and uh, you know it was something. As a feminist, I really wanted to talk about why we we don't feel ownership over these women. Why we always talk about these women as if somehow they're nothing to do with us, or they're nothing. I mean, they are like. Um, Uh, you know, treated really shabbily, less so now, I think, but I think the concept of sex workers and why we don't see them as part of our family, our human family, our um, social justice family and the family of, you know, people who read crime fiction are very concerned, I think, with justice in its many forms and why these people are always seen as outside. So it was, you know, it was such an interesting book to write, and it's incredibly dear to my heart, because I knew some of those women, and, uh, you know, since the book came out, some people that I know have said, that was actually my cousin who was killed, or... Yeah, no, I mean, it really is a big, sore oh. thing. There's a long, sore echo in Glasgow from those
0: murders. Gosh, that's... Uh, I wasn't expecting you to say that, so this yeah. Wow. Um Do you... So did you go looking for inspiration for this novel and stumble across the stories? Did you know of it already and always know that you wanted to write a story around that at some point?
1: No, I always knew the story because I was um, about 20 when they first happened. It was when heroin hit Glasgow. And every two years you would hear about a sex worker who was killed and the police would be... Because it was just chaos. Glasgow was absolutely chaotic then. It was like the crack epidemic um, in the States. Uh, so it was something I was always hearing about, and the way it was portrayed was always different, and it did change, it really changed, because the very last woman who was killed uh, was called Emma, and she came from a really lovely family, and so, but a lot of those other, so it it felt different, and the police made a big, big effort, and it was all heavily funded, and the public were very involved, but before that, a lot of the women were, you know, quite damaged, maybe not that likeable, Uh, They were, you know, they came from um, care homes. They didn't have families to stand up for them. So, I mean, it was something that we all watched and I think everyone felt quite uncomfortable about.
0: Mm. And Glasgow is a big inspiration for you. It always has been for your writing and many other things. And I was speaking with Douglas Stewart recently at an event who obviously writes of Glasgow and writes of Glasgow it, uh, in Shaggy Bane, it was the 80s, his new book is sort of in the 90s. And he was sort of saying a similar thing to, I know that we've discussed previously, which is that it's sort of such a rich setting for fiction as a city. But what is it for you specifically that that, that you're drawn to and that allows you to create all these wonderful stories?
1: Well, that's funny because he left, but I came. So I came to <laughs> right. Glasgow in 86 from London. And I just couldn't believe it It was just the oddest place I've ever been. Everyone talks to everyone all the time. It's a real narrative city. And it looked amazing because, you know, lots of buildings were unsafe and had been knocked down. So it was like the war had just finished. And coming from South London to a place where everyone talks to you and tells you their life story. Can you imagine the difference? (laughs) (laughs) And And people compete with being funny and you know, there was a real love of storytelling and you know, you can see snow-capped mountains almost all year round from the middle of town. I mean, it's just an amazing looking place. Um, and I think we do get caught up in the deprivation of it, but I think it is a, artistically, it's a very, very rich city. It's like Liverpool. It's rough to an outsider, but if you're in it, it's not rough, actually. It's just very interesting. And people are very balshy. They're very empowered.
0: Yeah. I love going to Glasgow. (laughs)
1: You're a shoe in with your giant (laughs) Henry VIII beard. I'll be all right.
0: (laughs) I've had a good good few conversations around (laughs) a bar in Glasgow. (laughs) Uh, Now, you have won this award before. You've been long-listed many times too. Um, How did it feel to hear that you'd been long-listed again this year? I'm
1: just thrilled because I'm the programming chair this year. So I just thought, oh, well, you know, it would be churlish to even hope. And um <laughs> and also it feels as if the book's been out for ages. I've had another book out since. Um, but the way the, I mean I'm, I always forget that the way it works, the way the Thinkston's book of the year works is it's it always feels like quite a long time later. So it was a delightful surprise. It was like, you know, when you eat a bag of frazzles and you do a little burp and it tastes <laughs> the same as the original burp of frazzles. It's just like, oh, that's a little echo or something lovely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and quite sadly, I do know exactly what you mean you know, yeah, exactly. so, yeah. everyone knows that. Ah
1: oh, they're great, you're tasting them all day. It's lovely. <laughs> well,
0: and as the programming chair, um, you've put together what looks to be a magnificent festival. Was oh. it a, a great has it been a great experience so far? Are you sort of excited, nervous both? I'm
1: nervous, but I'm actually awestruck at the other members of the committee who have done most of the work and know everybody and are so across it. I mean, I'm just the the, the person in the big frock that they shove out in front, honestly. <laughs> but they, they are so on it. And I used to always see Steve and Mark and Daphne kind of hanging around and think, God, they're here all weekend and they are working so hard and they've got so much knowledge about what's going on. And there are people who've been out for three months, it's their debut book, they know exactly who they are. I and mean, it really is awe-inspiring when you see the actual working behind the scenery, but it's such a good programme and it really feels joyous because I feel like this is us coming back and it'll be the first full, uh, you know, proper festival that a lot of us have been to and what a, a brilliant way to kick off coming back out after COVID
0: it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? I really can't wait. Um, and just before I let you go, I just want to ask what the Fixed and Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award means to you.
1: Well, I was shortlisted for it many times, never won it. So when I did win it, I was genuinely overwhelmed. And then I won it again the next year. And again, I was genuinely overwhelmed. I don't care who wins it, I'm going to enjoy it because it's just such a joyous thing. And you're there with a lot of readers. It's a strange festival, Thaxton's. It's a lot of, of readers and all the writers. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not random mm. members of the public who are actually interested in seeing someone else. We are all there because we are all really committed to this form, And it feels really special. Um, so, uh, you know, I really don't care who wins. Obviously, I want it to be me. <laughs> I really don't care who, well, obviously, but I really don't care who wins. It's just lovely to be part of it, to be part of the whole process, and it's a yeah, really absolutely. important prize, I
0: think. Absolutely, you're you're right, um, and a really important festival and a wonderful festival this year. Thanks to you and the committee and, and putting on such. A mostly me, lineup. mostly but, me, yeah. but, but but mainly you. No, it was very
1: little to do with me. <laughs>
0: And for those watching, uh, and list- for those watching and listening, remember it, all of our long-listed books are available to buy from Waterstones. And if you've already read Denise's book and you know you want it to be the winner, well, head over to harrogatethextoncrimeaward.com before the 26th of May, mind, where you can cast your vote there. So looking forward to seeing you at Harrogate and for all these wonderful events that are to unfold. It's lovely to see you and, and have a chat. Thank you so much for being here.